0: Art, comedy, pop culture, and much more. You're listening to ACPN. And welcome the video. This is Russ. You have know that one with that guy who was in that movie that was out last year. Hello and welcome to the Emerald City Video Podcast. Uh, this is an episode of not the new release wall, but it's still Russ and Zach. Hello. And this is actually kind of a, a little side project we're going to be doing. I'm going to probably put this on. I'm going to dedicate a day of the week to it for a while or something. Uh, and it's, uh, we're going to call it the class of 1999, which uh, not to be confused with the 1990 movie that didn't make any money. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but uh, but no, it's because... Uh, we are of the age uh, where we were nineteen when, or eighteen, nineteen when class when nineteen ninety nine was happening, yes. and uh, it was a really great year for yeah. kind of mainstream American movies. Yeah, and so uh, now that it's been twenty years, actually, late last year we talked about spending like the whole year doing like a nineteen ninety nine retrospective. Yeah, and then we just kind of forgot about it. Yeah, um,
1: but uh, <laughs> that that's something that rarely happens. Yeah, There's, yeah, that's clearly, then, but yeah.
0: at least at least we didn't talk about it on the show first. Usually we talk talking about <laughs> it on the show and then forget about it. So yeah. then uh, we get Michelle asking about us about it eight yeah, months yeah.
1: later. Well, let's see that the problem is, is that we do have to talk about these things <laughs> on the show more because Michelle is usually the inspiration for us to actually follow through on these things where it's like, when the hell are you going to do that? And we're like, Oh,
0: fuck. that's true. Okay, I guess we have to do this now, (laughs) but yeah. Um, But uh, yeah. So class of 1999 is basically, uh, I don't, we're not going to make it weekly. We're not going to have like a a specific number. It's not like we're going to go, Hey, we're going to do 20 of these for the 20th anniversary. Uh, Because anytime we do that, it just messes up our whole flow. Yeah. Yeah. Wait, uh, so,
1: so how, how's that? Uh, um, how's the, uh, uncut, um, uh, Snyder cut thing. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh,
0: we have like two more. I forget how many more we have to do. Uh, we have, I think it's two more because, uh, it's BVS and, um, uh, soccer punch,
1: but let's, let's very quickly before we get into, uh, this, this week's movie, like, like let's talk about 1999 because I have a, I have a laundry list of, uh, of movies here. Um, which I, I, it's pretty easy to remember. I think if you're, if you're a movie buff, uh, enough and have, and we're kind of cognizant during this year, Mm -hmm. um, Uh, During that year, Um, obviously, this is the twentieth anniversary. You've already heard that it was the twentieth anniversary of of The Matrix. Like that was a thing. Mm -hmm. Uh, But I mean, like just going through one of the reasons why we're I forget did we introduce this? We're we're talking about payback this week, uh, which I think both of us were surprised that. It was a 1999 movie. Yeah. It's just a movie
0: we were talking about, we were talking about looking at, and then we realized it was 1999 and we're like, Hey, that could be that thing that we were going to do.
1: Yeah. Because we were going to, we were originally going to talk about payback because there's this atrocious, like just mangled. uh, I don't even, I guess it's a director's cut uh, called the straight up or payback straight up. And it's the only thing that's, was available for a while and i don't even it might even be still the only thing that's available on dvd nothing's available really on streaming yeah um but it's it's just bad and i don't know if it's just bad because we've seen one version and that's our version but my like my just like sensibilities is that it's it's a really shitty edited like there's like it does like parts of it don't make sense because yeah there's pieces miss and it's again it's problem what problem could be that wait no this whole part is missing like what yeah th- but anyway um like payback is one of the earliest ones i'm just gonna go if you know of any if you can think of anything is that i miss as we go through but i mean like she's i mean it, 1999 ranged from like the classic like she's all that blast from our past sort of films like kind of films that were like very fucking nineties. Um, but, but weren't, but like, those are the, actually the good ones, like the ones you actually kind of want to remember, uh, to, you know, obviously to fight club and and things like that. But we have October sky, we have office space, we have, um, eight millimeter. Um, we have, uh, I don't like it, but analyze this (laughs) as a film that people enjoy, um, lock stock and two smoking barrels. Um, (laughs) The rage carry too. Um, it's not like there isn't bad ones in there. Yeah, <laughs> ten things I hate about you. Wow, ten things I hate about you, and the Matrix came out in the same week. <laughs> <laughs> wow, <laughs> that I, I remember seeing both of those. Except yeah. I think I saw the Matrix long be- before because because one of our friends had a uh, um, a, a very early terrible yeah uh,
0: like cam job version of it, but. Yeah. Um, I but also yeah, the, feel like yeah. we, at least for me, I think I only saw Ten Things I Hate About You on video.
1: I think it was one uh, of those things that
0: I'm 99 percent sure I saw it in in theaters just because yeah. uh, Jen Fry. Um, yeah.
1: so, <laughs> um,
0: well, also honestly, it was a good fucking film. Um, no, I, yeah. I liked it a lot. I just it was, it was one true. of those ones that was totally flew under my radar. I mean, the other yeah. thing about about the like the Matrix is that when the Matrix came out, it came out just before Star Wars Episode One. <laughs> And between the two, they kind of sucked up all the oxygen in the air for a while.
1: Did it? Weird. I'm not yeah, it. I remember
0: I actually, I saw The Matrix after I'd seen episode one. Uh, because it was still playing in like the crappy little theater downstairs. And since I hadn't had a chance to see it in, in a theater yet, yeah. I, I made it a point to go do it. <clears throat> Um well, no it,
1: it Star Wars came out uh in in May 19th. Um at least according to this list. Wow, a billion dollars. Anyway, um, May 19th of,
0: t- of 1999 or Yeah, yeah, 99. Okay, when did The Matrix come out? Matrix March 31st. Eh, so it's not a couple of weeks but it was I mean yeah yeah no I'm just I just yeah yeah and 6 uh, weeks 6 weeks back then was a reasonable amount of time for a successful Yeah no, movie when, to when be films in
1: actually would yeah I mean films would actually sit around for long enough I mean like I I mean obviously obviously um Avengers Endgame will will be sitting around in 6 weeks but it won't be the way that in 6 weeks like The Matrix probably especially when you go through and like the go like the films that yeah. that were out it was like go Uh, hideous hideous kinky uh the joyriders sp uh slc punk existence Mm -hmm. uh pushing 10 (laughs) uh like edge of 17 i'm trying to like going through i'm like yeah there's nothing really um but actually the mummy um wow i forgot mummy was 1999 yeah so did i um but uh, yeah, you go through here. Midsummer's Night Dream. which I'm trying to remember what version of that that
0: was. That would have been, um, I think, the Brana version, right? Or the, not, oh yeah, I think so. Yeah,
1: and then yeah. tea with tea with Mussolini, which was actually decent, if I remember. But yeah, um, and then um, and then Star Wars uh, May 19th. So it's yeah. like, yeah, no, The Matrix just probably would have just sat, like, other than the Mummy, um, those two films. But obviously, the Mummy didn't do mummy did yeah the mummy did 416 million i assume domestic and uh the matrix did well the matrix only did 463 million according to this at least but anyway
0: um but yeah so we i I mean mean, one of the things is that because the 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 mummy franchise became like self-parody yeah almost instantly uh i think that we forget how much of a like massive deal it was like yeah. to me, the mummy felt at the time, like it was heir apparent to uh, independence day where it was yeah. like, it was a movie you've seen a million times before, but they did it with a really charismatic lead and some really cool visual effects. Yeah. And probably it would have been better without a sequel.
1: Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Even though the sequel wasn't terrible. The problem was, is the third and the, the perpetual ones otherwise yeah the, the scorpion
0: attractive. king franchise <laughs> yeah, went yeah
1: seven deep or some insanity oh yeah yeah I, I don't know how they didn't take
0: out um the rock's career pretty quickly but he only um, did like two of them i think
1: oh yeah yeah i forgot he he he's always been very good at jumping actually
0: of... i think he only did one because i think he was the scorpion king in oh, the mummy yeah. two in the mummy two yeah and then yeah. he was the scorpion king in the first yeah. scorpion king movie and yeah. then after that i think they handed it off to some other wrestler for all the direct-to-video sequels yeah
1: yeah you're right yeah Um, but, um, but yeah, you keep going through here. Um, I mean, there's a, it's just like, there's a fantastic mix of the kind of like high, you know, there's eyes wide shut Hmm. and then it goes to, you know, super classics that are always fun to watch like deep blue sea, um, iron, (laughs) iron Giant, um, the sixth sense, uh, wow. That was a, that was a fucking week. Um, Mystery Men, The Sixth Sense, and Thomas Crown Affair came out in the same weekend, Jeez.
0: August sixth, um, which, <laughs> which probably I know. tells you an awful lot about why Mystery Men <laughs> made six dollars at the box office. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Thirty
1: thirty three million total versus uh, Sixth Sense did holy shit six hundred and seventy two million, and Thomas Crown Affair did one hundred and twenty four, which for that film was probably pretty fucking decent.
0: Oh uh, well, I mean, um, I, I imagine they probably spent maybe ten to make that movie.
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you keep going. Um, and you know, then we start getting into uh wow trash like uh 13th warrior, um <laughs> and the astronaut's wife. Um and uh, yeah, okay, finally, yeah, we get down to September and we're starting the Oscar season. And September 15th was uh American Beauty, and then we have uh Breakfast of Champions, um, like was it Get Bruce? Oh, yeah, Get Bruce was uh, was that uh, actually pretty good documentary mm-hmm. on uh, Bruce. Bruce Valanche. Valanche, yeah, yeah. Uh, Bandits, which actually was quite good. uh yeah. Fever Pitch, which was atrocious. And uh, one that I know we'll be doing, which is Mumford. Uh yeah which did a astounding $4 million um, <laughs> from the director of Raiders of the Lost Ark, <laughs> which uh, weirdest thing ever that, that, uh, which is one of those, the weirdest fucking film, like try explaining that fucking film. Yeah, to oh yeah. Uh, and why they should watch it. Uh, but also then we get, uh, you know, we have three Kings, which is absolutely fantastic. The limey. Um, uh, then we have uh, fight club uh, and uh, let's see what else. Um, Being John Malkovich on October 29th, and um, High Fidelity? Oh, yeah. um, Did I miss High Fidelity, or is it not up yet? Um, Well, I mean, Dogma, November uh, November 12th, uh, The Messenger, which um, I thought at the time was a a goddamn spectacular film, but having... (laughs) rewatched it it's not nearly as good as i as i remember it uh, uh november uh 19th um toy story 2 uh <laughs> november 24th uh ride with the devil uh <laughs> the reason i mentioned that is because uh, not only did it destroy in one in one fell swoop jewel's short career and kind of killed uh, uh toby mcguire's career i think for at least a little bit um <laughs> Oh no, no! Actually, the biggest person who killed was Ang Lee's career. Yeah, <laughs> that 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 was the most. Uh, that was the most thing. Yeah, December eighth, Cradle of Rock, um, which is one that I'm sure that either we've already talked yeah. about or we'll talk about again. No,
0: well, I don't think we've talked about any of these 1999 movies other than like in passing, as like five for five or employee recommendations kind of things. Yeah, like yeah. I don't think we've actually rewatched and analyzed any of them. Yeah.
1: We also have, uh, let's see, uh, Sunshine, um, which we definitely should talk about because um, I just started rewatching it a little bit and it was fantastic. Uh, Magnolia and The Hurricane and Talented Mr. Ripley and da da da. Anyway, I could could keep going on, especially once you get into, once there's like November, December when, you know, Oscar films and everything like that come out. Um, But uh, yeah, it was a pretty goddamn good year. Yeah.
0: Yeah. (laughs) And that's, this was the year when, uh, my, my grandfather passed away and a girl who I was like kind of interested in and had a date with, uh, passed away. And, uh, because I was not in a really good headspace, I wasn't really paying attention at school. So a buddy of mine who, uh, also didn't care about school, yeah. we used to go in, like we, we were going to school in Oswego and we used to drive to Syracuse, like minimum twice a week. Uh, sometimes yeah. literally daily uh, yeah. to just go watch a movie at carousel. Um, and uh, so I, I, I remember seeing a great many of these in the theater. Oh, 20 dates also came out that year, I think. Oh yeah. yeah. Either that or early 2000, because yeah. it, this kind of, that kind of movie, wow. it's, it's like yeah. so microscopic that you would need to look up like miles Berkowitz's Wikipedia page in order to find it. Yeah. But, That's what I did. February 26th. Huh? It came out
1: uh the same week as uh a lot of other number things, uh twenty dates, two hundred cigarettes, and eight millimeter. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe we should do that as an episode. And encounter in the third dimension. Nice. Uh, oh, and eight days a week. Huh. Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs>
0: see now i feel like we really need to do that as an, as an episode it's <laughs> like doing it, a rat attack thing really like, all that. right 10 minutes on the clock go <laughs> i all i all i have to say
1: from 200 cigarettes is my remembrance of it because we saw it when i was at SUNY purchase um uh, as a release thing and my only takeaway from it was um wow none of these people know how to smoke yeah <laughs> <laughs> and the funny thing is I'm not the only one who's came up with that independently too, where it's just like, I remember reading a review later on going, yeah, it was weird because everyone looked like they were faking smoking and like the film title is what, <laughs> but yeah, it's why actually why I started smoking, um, that <laughs> film because I became, I was going to write a script that, uh, I was going to be smoking in, um, just because whatever it's, it's black and white and eight and 16 millimeter film. And it looks really cool. Yeah. And I was a, Eighteen-year-old arts film student, Um, and uh, and so I started smoking just so I could know how to fucking do it properly on camera, (laughs) and that lasted three years.
0: (laughs) (sighs) Yeah. Anyway. Anyway. So. So. so In other words, that movie. (laughs) That movie took like three months off your life.
1: Exactly. Yeah. in In a lot of ways, yeah. <laughs> not just in the cancer. Probably yeah. that was slowly growing
0: in my. Also, my uh, just so it's been said, uh, there's last time I I can't remember when this was, but not long ago, there was a twenty dates press kit mm-hmm. signed by a couple of the actors that you could get yeah. on eBay for like thirty bucks. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't remember who the actors were. I don't remember. I just remember, like, I was looking at something unrelated, and yeah. ended up kind of going over to that item, and I'm like, "Holy crap, that's not expensive at all for yeah. like whatever it was that." Yeah. You know. <laughs> Side note:
1: I love the fact that if you search twenty dates right now on eBay, um, you get a lot of Buffalo nickels for some reason. <laughs> like, literally, it's all Buffalo nickels. A copy of the DVD. Mm-hmm. um and then um uh they're selling dates like nice. you know the stuff that killed the monkey and uh yeah yeah um, yeah <laughs> i,
0: I <laughs> will say <laughs> i will say i said 20 dates by mistake i was talking about 200 cigarettes oh, uh, okay. the, the press kit thing um it, i don't think they would have done a, a press kit for 20 dates i feel like yeah yeah <laughs> um, i mean god knows maybe i'm wrong but, uh, he literally just
1: talked to every single reporter and was like, explained it to them. Yeah. <laughs> that, was yeah. The, that was the premise.
0: <laughs> but anyway. Uh, so yeah. Payback, uh, was a, yes. a movie from, <laughs> as we said, 1999 yep. and, uh, it, uh, it basically, was this a Carter movie? No, no, like I don't know. Not Carter Parker. Um, Yeah. Yeah, this wasn't part. This wasn't because Mel Gibson did a movie that was a Parker movie in disguise, right? Uh, Parker didn't. Is it what you mean? Get Carter? No. Uh, Parker is a, a series of novels by Richard. Um, uh, God, I, now I can't remember his name either. Um, Richard Stark, uh, not the one from, um, not the one from the Dark Half, but the actual one. Yeah, a um, nice.
1: uh, Stark novel uh, written by Donald Westlake. Yes,
0: oh, yeah. yes. Um, I think it uh, might
1: be at least based on it, just because one of the book's name is The Outfit. Yeah. Um, and yep.
0: Yeah, I'm looking at this. and Yeah, uh, Payback was based on The Hunter, which is, I believe, oh, the yeah. first one. Yep. Um, and, oh, here's... here's Actually, we should have looked this up. This is the kind of thing that would have been good to know, yeah. because it, ex- <laughs> it probably explains why... Uh, why the director's cut is a disaster. Um, <clears throat> per the Parker Wikipedia page, uh, payback was based on the novel, a hunter writer, director, Brian Heldland was removed from the project after test screenings. And new footage was written by Terry Hayes and directed by Paul Abascal. The film starred Mel Gibson as Porter, the Parker character, uh, it also featured Greg Henry, blah, 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 blah. Um, Helgeland's version was released as payback straight up the director's cut for a small theatrical run in 2006 and on DVD in 2007. This version's plot more closely follows the novel. Wow. So it was literally structural issues. Huh. They, they changed elements of the plot. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> there is also... Um, I do know from... Because from, uh, they did a, a series of graphic novels based on the Parker books by yeah. Darwin Cook before he passed away. Um, and uh, they... Uh, one of the things in it is that for one reason or another, and I can't remember if, I, if I've ever known what that reason was, uh, Westlake slash Stark didn't let people use the name Parker in yeah. the adaptations. So like there's been a dozen or so movies based on his books and only one or two of them have actually used the name Parker. Yeah. Uh, other movies include made in the USA from 1966 point blank from 1967, uh, with, with Lee Marvin as Walker, the Parker character, yeah. uh, a 67 Sac French film, uh, the split in 1968. So these are really front loaded in the late sixties, early seventies. Uh, uh the outfit in 1973 and then there was a break for 10 years and then we got Slayground, payback and parker which is uh jason statham movie where he actually got to be called parker uh and probably is the lowest rated of all of these if you look him up on rotten tomatoes
1: yeah wow he also uh wrote the script for the grifters um and uh, and also the stepfather. Um, talking about
0: Westlake or uh,
1: yeah, Westlake did. Yeah, yeah, apologies. Yeah, sorry. I, I know um, that he
0: did some screenplays. I didn't know that he knew that he did those specifically. But,
1: yeah, yeah, and both are adaptations um, uh, from either stories or books. Um, and uh, also wrote treatments for the 18th James Bond film, which became uh, Tomorrow Never Dies.
0: Interesting. And apparently went to Binghamton University, so that's kind of interesting. Mm, yeah.
1: I also really want to see this, uh, um, an ill-fated, which I always love, uh, when that's used, uh, when talking about an, a pilot for a TV show, um, ill-fated 1979 TV series, super train.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> there was, I, I can't remember where it is now, but there is a website out there where you can like just watch failed pilots on, it's like a, somebody's Vimeo account that like, that's what they do. Yeah. And uh, I bet Super Train would be the kind of thing that's oh on there. That.
1: This the series. Okay, I I know we we've already spent so much time, um, but I that's have to, all right. I have to read the first sentence of this. Um, the series uh, the series took place on uh, the Super Train, a nuclear powered bullet train that was equipped yeah. with amenities more appropriate for to a cruise ship. It had luxuries such as swimming pools, shopping centers, a gym, library, medical center, and a discotheque. Um, it was so big that it had to run on a very broad gauge track, uh, though it had uh, top rated speeds of uh, two hundred and fifty miles per hour and cruised at <laughs> one hundred and ninety miles per hour. the train took uh, thirty six hours to go from New York City to LA. Um, <laughs> this would put the train's average speed at around eighty miles per hour. Um, <laughs> slower than half slower than
0: that of uh, Amtrak's Excela Express. Um, but yeah. Uh, Uh, I will say, uh, when you say ill-fated TV pilot, I assumed it was like a thing that went to pilot and then never got it. This this was a show. Um, Oh. They made nine episodes, including a two-hour pilot episode that ran from February until May 1979.
1: Super train was the most expensive series ever aired in the United States at the time. The production was beset by problems, including a model train that crashed. (laughs) Like that's the biggest problem. Um, NBC paid $10 million for a total of three sets of trains, all different sizes. Look, can't you just, buy a fucking train for 10 million (laughs) dollars like i feel like um there uh let's see this is a quote uh there's a full-size train with two story cars 64 feet long 26 feet wide and 22 feet high um there's a mid-size uh version built at a scale of uh one uh to one quarter inches uh to the foot uh a size large enough to re- uh create realistic medium distance details uh and for long shots there's a baby super train at uh one co- uh, at a quarter inch scale uh here seen in <laughs> Oh my god! Um, yeah, I mean, oh my yeah. god! Uh, uh, here, the one and the
0: one, in a, the one yeah. and a quarter inch scale is pretty impressive. I'm looking at it on a uh, on like a YouTube behind the scenes thing, yeah. and it's like knee high to these two guys who are working on the track. Yeah, but you can see like behind them that the train goes on for like as far as the shot goes. Yeah. So even though it's only you know maybe two and a half, three feet tall. It's probably 30 feet long.
1: (laughs) In 2002 TV guide ranked super train, uh, number 28 on its 50 worst TV shows of all time list. (laughs) I feel like
0: we got to watch super training. <laughs> I feel like,
1: watch. I feel like, yes, uh, we were just joking about having, wanting to do a, uh, or at least I wanted to do a uh, eerie Indiana rewatch. Oh, but yeah. I, um, I feel like this may have to be a uh, original watch because it's be <laughs> fucking fantastic.
0: This, this love- seems like the kind of thing where we need to like, once the TV season is over in a few weeks and I'm not busy every yeah, night, yeah. we need to just be like, okay, fuck it. every Thursday, we're going to watch this and then we're going to immediately record our responses. Yeah. 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 As
1: if it's airing live. Yeah, exactly. exactly. <laughs> um, what I love though, is the premise uh, super train was described in 1970 in a 1979 variety review uh, as quote, it's a love. It's a, it's a love boat on wheels, uh, which is yet to get on track. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god uh that sounds horrible it sounds you know what it sounds like is like what happened to the train before um uh that was in uh oh god what's the fucking uh 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 the film
0: oh uh snow piercer
1: <laughs> <Snowpiercer. laughs> that actually is the reality that i want to live in is that super train was a train and then like in <laughs> after after nuclear winter or whatever set in or whatever I forget what the the premise was, um then they just use
0: that train as the snowpiercer. I'm I'm down with that. That's 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 our new head cannon. <laughs> yes, I'm okay with that.
1: But uh, so yeah, the well, what were we
0: talking about? <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs>
1: let me let me just do open up. There you go. That's the bottle go. of whiskey that I just opened up again. So yeah. Hmm. Um, <laughs> but, uh, I, I'm just. But Payback you know, is a film. Um, yes, yes. What what are we
0: talking about? Uh, we're talking about we're talking about not Parker, um, <laughs> who, uh, in, in this film, essentially is beaten and left for dead, and yes. then when he comes back angry, uh, goes on a roaring rampage of revenge in order to get a very small amount of money back from the mob because he essentially, he was screwed over by his partners and he wants somebody to give him like, and it's, it's a very specific thing which drives a lot of the humor in the movie that he only wants what he's entitled to. He doesn't want anything else. Yeah. (laughs) Like, yeah, this is something, I mean,
1: like this, the, the script, I'm I'm actually curious in like the background of the script and the casting and stuff like that, because like this, for some reason, like, um i don't know i can't think of many other actors that could just be like no it's seventy thousand dollars and be able to pull it off as well as mel gibson has it uh in the film uh like maybe that era bruce willis i don't even know like i don't even know if he could do that but like it's just because uh because it's like no it's what is it the principle of the thing (laughs) and uh and and like that like i think that 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 whole if he was if it was just Um, he's just trying to get his uh, whatever amount of money back he's just trying to get revenge he's trying to get payback Um, Uh (laughs) we have a title Um, then I don't think it would be like I don't think at least I wouldn't enjoy the film as much as I enjoy the film like I this this is one of my like I, I I don't even know if it's like my top 100 films but it's certainly one of my like go to films that like if I see the disc then yeah. like sitting on my shelf, then I'm like, I want to see that film. again. Yeah.
0: And I'm, <laughs> and I'm really bummed by the fact that uh, because of the, you know, because of the whole thing where you can only really get mm-hmm. uh, the straight up edition without it being a yeah. pain in your butt. Um, yeah. I showed it to my wife who had never yeah. seen the movie before. Yeah. And because the straight up version is not nearly as entertaining. Yeah. Uh, uh, she, she just had no real interest. And so it's one of those things where you're just like, that's a bummer cuz now I'll never get her to sit down and watch like the actual version. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, especially if you've watched a little bit of the straight
1: up then it's kind of like diluted. Not only because it's 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 not really that good. It's it's or it's, it's I I I think it's really bad. Um but also the fact that it's it like ends up being the you know, it dilutes the idea of the film in general. Yeah. <laughs> you've seen enough of it and then it doesn't make more sense. And also the fact that like holy shit um I don't know how you have uh, um, the the original, the payback, but like the DVD copy I have is <laughs> not good. <laughs> like, I don't know. I watched it on like on, you know, just a DVD player on a 32 inch television and it is grainy. I mean, it's supposed to be grainy. It's supposed to be a flashback to kind of yeah. um, the bullet era, Steve McQueen, sort of that, that kind of world of films. And at least I limited. it's <laughs> like it's not just on really grainy film or something, um, but like it is, it's like muddy. Um, like it's not nearly as good as it really should be um, for even a even a like a mid. I, I'm trying to find my copy of the the disc and see when it was actually printed.
0: Yeah, I I vaguely remember that being a thing. Like I remember when we were working. I mean, first of all, one of the things is when you look at the DVD or the VHS case. Yeah. It just looks like somebody slapped it together for 15 bucks. Like, <laughs> like no effort was gone into the home release.
1: God, I, mine, I, I have this copy from Soundgarden. Um, uh, but I, uh, I think the only date that I see on it is 1999. Um, and so it might've actually, might
0: actually be a, a 99, 2000 release. um, They were still, they were making them at that point because I remember the first DVD I ever owned was the Siege. Yeah, Um, I think it
1: might be a re-release of
0: a like. I don't
1: think they did anything to it. I, I I'd have to pop back in the uh the menu and see what the menu
0: looks like because you know the yeah if uh, they early... <laughs> if they have anything it's probably like a couple of deleted scenes or something. Oh, I don't remember how the
1: how the D V D menu looks and whether they oh, just yeah. like literally repress the DVD uh to kind of uh make more of them because why the fuck not? DVDs are yeah. cheap as hell and you can just, you know, Mel Gibson comes out with some other film and you know whatever now and the, and the problem too is that with Mel Gibson being in the state that he is um career wise i you know will probably never like i i actually started looking this is this is how pathetic i am i started looking into buying a dvd uh burner because I, none of my neither of my laptops have a uh have a dvd drive uh mm-hmm. just so that i could rip the co- this copy of this dvd so that i have it in case something happens to the physical dvd because like I know, I have no interest in watching sh- the Straight Up Edition ever yeah. again. Like I've seen it once, and it was just like, "Holy crap!" <laughs> yeah.
0: Um, and um, like- well, and it, it, with me, I hadn't seen it when you saw it. I, I only really saw it years later when Callie, uh, yeah. when Callie, when we were talking about seeing the movie, and it was literally one of those. You told me that it was bad, but I kind of figured like it wasn't really bad; that it was just worse. You yeah. know, like a Brazil kind of situation. Um, yeah. but no, it was bad. And when, you know, again, looking at the, looking at the, uh, at the description, it what's what's funny about it is that, uh, the, the, it's like a reverse Zack Snyder thing where <laughs> yeah. it appears as though they took it away from the, uh, talented director who wanted to make yeah. it more like the source material and handed it to the hacks who would make it palatable to the masses uh, and uh, usually you and I don't go for that but in this case we're the masses I guess yeah
1: uh, <laughs> I mean, like, I, it's just and I'm just curious on what was missing because it wasn't um, like it turned more arty I mean or something like that like where it was and I usually like um, I usually like kind of the revenge flicks that are a little bit more edgy and arty whatever you know um but you know, yeah like the limey that's like people like i show that film occasionally to people and they're like what the fuck did i just watch <laughs> like why is there like these weird flash what's what's going on <laughs> like why is this film with this like 60 year old british actor like why is he the action star that you're like what <laughs> um and why did they just kill uh uh was it
0: peter fonda <laughs> like <laughs> like
1: like what's going on
0: <laughs> How that- is he a bad
1: guy? Yeah. One
0: one of my favorite things actually is uh, is the fact that against all odds, in spite of the fact that, like, when this was a new movie, I remember not many people knowing it. Yeah. Uh, now, like, the you can find like eight different versions of a GIF of "Tell Him I Am Fucking Coming."
1: Yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> I am yeah. just happy that people occasionally get that reference. Yeah, um, yeah,
0: yeah. But yeah, anyway. But so, yeah, Payback was a weird movie because uh, it's it's filled with a really talented cast that surrounds Gibson. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of the movie is built on Mel Gibson being, you know, nineties Mel Gibson, where he's just generally a really uh, appealing actor. Yeah. Uh, but beyond that, it's like you have, uh, first of all, Greg Henry, who's one of these guys who just makes everything better. <laughs> yeah. um, and uh, Maria Bello and Deborah Unger, both are, like great actors who at the time were just kind of unknown, or I mean, I guess less so with Deborah Unger, but definitely Maria Bello. This was the first time I took notice of her.
1: Also, I'm like, I'm sorry, I took a minute because when I rewatched uh, Payback for the first time in like maybe a year or something, and uh, uh, the other day, mm-hmm. and I'm watching, and like, uh, Val Resnick, um, mm-hmm. Greg Henry, I'm watching, it and I'm like, where do I, wait, where do I recognize him from? what's going on and then I'm like then I just literally just clicked on him I'm like Guardians from the fucking what Guardians of the yeah, Galaxy like, he's Peter Quill's grandfather <laughs> yeah it's just one of those like did I I'm curious if I made the connection that that's where I knew him from <laughs> in, when I first saw Guardians and so because that would have I don't know if that would have completely spoiled the like he's, a, <laughs> he's not a grandfather he's the guy that likes to get his get his ass kicked by Asian prostitutes yeah <laughs>
0: Well, he's a he's a James Gunn regular. He was in yeah, the Belko yeah. experiment, and he was in Slither. Yeah. Um. And I think, yeah, that's yeah. He was Martin Proctor. He was the big bad in the first season of Black Lightning. Um,
1: oh yeah, yeah.
0: Shit. So he's one of those dudes who like if and actually if you go to his IMDb page, we've already done like four tangents, so we won't this time. But yeah. if you go to his IMDb page, he's one of those guys who's been in like fucking everything for twenty years. Oh yeah, holy shit, Jason Bourne. Yeah.
1: And the killing.
0: Oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, and and then, of course, Lucy Liu. And Lucy Liu in this movie was kind of a revelation because I I don't think I knew who she was prior to this movie. Or if I did, I only knew her because, like, she was a sexy up-and-comer that everybody was making a big deal of. I'm pretty sure this is the first time I had actually seen her act.
1: Was... Uh. I'm trying to think of whether she was in... Yeah, she was briefly in... Yeah, I mean, like, Gridlocked and Jerry Inquire for, like, brief moments. Yeah, Um, she did Ally
0: McBeal before this, but, like, I didn't watch that.
1: Yeah, no, I mean, she's in a ton of, uh, like, one-off, like, holy shit. She's, like, I must have seen her, like, a dozen times, like, all of my shows. Uh, Like, I I watched L.A. Law a lot when I was a kid. Um, Coach, (laughs) I watched a ton. Home Improvement, I watched a ton. Hercules, I watched a ton. (laughs) er x files natch bridges jesus christ um but yeah no no then then you know we didn't see her literally until like eight months later when charlie's angels came out yeah. and then she just kind of exploded mm-hmm. um and then she was on futurama yeah <laughs> As her, <least> true, <laughs> her true her true wow i actually didn't realize it was that quick uh that oh, she yeah. was, it was 2001 that she was on um and <laughs> that's fantastic um, but yeah and then she did ballistic x versus sever and somehow
0: and nothing was ever the same again <laughs> yeah
1: that was like the biggest quick up and down of a person's career obviously she's you know yeah i mean obviously she's she has massive rem- now she again so i mean like to, yeah. she did kill bill like wow kill bill was wait kill bill was 2003 jesus christ oh uh, like so wait she only had 1 year of ballistic hanging over her head <laughs> that's bad phrasing um and because <laughs> that yeah. film that film just obliterated um uh what's his name's career Benderas. yeah banderas's career um at least it's yeah like now day. he has to be a cartoon cat uh, uh well no he was in um uh spy, kids. Uh, oh, yeah. well, spy kids everybody was in fucking spy kids
0: <laughs> but even I, I will say though even even though, yeah, she did Kill Bill and, and you mm-hmm. know, stuff like, like, you look at the, like, yeah. the level of film and the level of thing that she was in for that, like, three-year stretch where she was on <clears throat> the ascent.
1: Well, she, I mean, the biggest then, thing is that it was, her career was seen as, like, uh, a 90-degree, 90, 90, you know, 90-degree yeah. angle upward. And then that film came out. And what was weird is that there was no expectations for it. Mm-hmm. Um, at least not that I remember. Because the trailer came out and you were like... Oh, oh, oh! That's not good. Yeah, <laughs> like there's no expectations. No one thought it was gonna be because I think it was like a uh, Banderas produced and written. Like it was one of those like passion project films, like where it's like yeah. oh, I'm gonna make, I'm gonna make a film, and it was just atrocious. Um, mm-hmm. I have, I have actually watched it, um, so I can not actually say it was atrocious. And I actually really, really like both of those. I, I yeah. love Antonio Banderas, and I love Lucy Liu. Um, yeah.
0: And yeah, no, no. Bad. It was yeah bad. but i mean she really i mean e- yeah. even though yes yeah. she did theoretically like it's it's it didn't ruin her career in the way that it did banderas at least in my opinion yeah. but you look at like what she did after it and she really didn't fully recover and become lucy Lou again until elementary there was yeah. like a lot of years where the only stuff she like even you know when she yeah, went back but, to I mean, tv she was, and she would do I mean, like a handful of episodes yeah. uh, of like dirty sexy money or something it's like yeah she was like the 20th person credited on a giant cast yeah. on that show i mean i mean she was she was i i at least i i
1: perceived her as being like the next female act like um um oh my god brett of uh, jesus and angelina jolie's type yeah. world of of level yeah. um and and that just killed it because i mean like you look at her career and it's like kill bill 1 and 2 okay and then after that domino lucky number 11 yeah <laughs>
0: like this is a lot of like looking at her imdb page it's like there's so many things in here that yeah. just look like she doesn't know how to say no if she's offered a role
1: yeah um which is which is actually i mean again i always um i always the love the just just take roles like was yeah <laughs> but yeah oh yeah no chicago she did like chicago like that same year too that was the, that was oh, actually the yeah, I forgot about that. that was the 2002 like that was i think why like because i was like wait a minute why why was she because like yeah charlie's angels was like a big big thing but it wasn't like it wasn't fucking enormous mm-hmm. but chicago was like enormous um, at least, the like, the buzz-wise, even mm-hmm. if it, you know, it made decent, mu- it made good money, but it wasn't, you know, it wasn't fucking an Avengers film or something. It wasn't, like, a huge yeah. thing, but it was, it was the, you know, it was one of those films where it's like, oh, it was all female cast, and everyone, you know,
0: except for... I, female I, female I female also female. think that this is one of those movies where because uh, Hollywood was even worse mm-hmm. in terms of uh, diversity at the time than it is now, Oh, God, uh, yeah part of the reason that she seemed like she was on such a stellar trajectory is because every, every casting call that called for an Asian female lead, like she was the one who got the call. Like, because like there was nobody else who was as much a household name, who was as beautiful, who was as blah, 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 blah. And so I think that's part of the reason that it seemed like, even though it's, it's kind of like the Brad Pitt thing we've talked about where it's like, Yeah, granted, he'd never been in a movie that made more than $150 million, but he still, like, considered box office gold just by virtue of, like, who he is and what we think he represents. Yeah, yeah. But this is before all that, and and (laughs) in this movie, she basically plays a dominatrix hooker who uh spends it's it's an it's an interesting movie because she spends a lot of time beating the crap out of people and then periodically having porter uh try to go after her as well yeah so like it is one of those movies where it's like there's a lot of things like you're you're playing the the bdsm element for laughs but then also at the same time as you're playing it for laughs porter is like physically attacking the dominatrix yeah and and so it's it's a weird uh, but for whatever reason i think because this movie like nobody in this movie has any real sense of morals except yeah. for porter and his morals are basically yeah he's a sp- fucking criminal <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like so, yeah. yeah and so uh, I, I feel like uh, <clears throat> it's one of those things where it's like yeah. this isn't like a captain marvel thing where we expect yeah. it to be um something you know it's like the fact that it's it's got negative representations of sex workers and dominatrixes and And asian women it's just kind of like it's par for the course for the kind of movie that they were trying to make a pastiche of well i mean there's also
1: like it's on the scale of i mean it's amazing to think that only 20 years ago like this There wasn't wasn't a thought process. Like, if this film came out today, it would be like, holy shit. Yeah. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Um, Even though, like, but on the scale of things, like, the people that are racist and bad uh, and that play into the tropes get their comeuppance, uh, maybe not directly for it um but they get their they're bad people all of them yeah like they're the people that make and even all the bad guys aren't aren't doing it it's it's just val resnick you know for the most part is playing into some of the stuff and then you know um uh lucy lou uh pearl is her name um, uh film uh plays into it like she is not the um you know the stereotypical asian asian hooker prostitute whatever um she is playing that character for it and then immediately drops that um when it doesn't doesn't fit her and she is you know like up until you know uh, uh she she is her own character i mean like on the scale of things like this probably would be uh pretty uh gr- not maybe not, I won't even say groundbreaking. Yeah. <laughs> but but it would be pretty decent on the scale of like, you know, like you think about T V shows, like, oh my God, I've been watching so much like nineties Law and Order and it's just like, holy shit. <laughs> like, okay. there's just so much like I mean obviously uh they they didn't deal with uh too many Asian characters. Like maybe every once in a while they drop down to Chinatown for some, you know, case but usually it's like African-Americans and they only basically live in, in slums or they live in housing projects. And it's like, Holy shit. (laughs) Like this shows, it's not directly racist. It's not like the characters are like NYPD racist, Um, but they're like, just the, just the like characterization of poor people. Anyway. But, uh, but this is, I mean, I actually like, I, it's, it's one of those shows that like this, this movie payback is, is one of those movies where I'm like, I'm still comfortable. Oh watching. yeah! Even though it's not like it's not. If this was a 1970s movie, I wouldn't have any problem whatsoever. Like, right. Fucking groundbreaking for the 70s. Um, but uh, for, even for the late 90s, uh, this is like it's comfortable enough because I think most of the characters and you know, and I think other yeah. people watching it could tell me off on for being for being this okay with it. But I mean, like most of the characters are seen as they're they're owning whatever the kind of the tropes are yeah, and kind of going past them, you know? So,
0: yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I will say too, just because as, as I'm looking at this cast, um, in addition to mm-hmm. uh, Greg Henry from guardians of the galaxy and black lightning, <laughs> uh, you have Chris Christopherson from blade, uh, yeah. Bill Duke from black lightning. Yeah. And John Glover from Smallville slash <laughs> Shazam yeah. slash Batman and Robin. Yeah. Uh, which, by the way, this was probably the first movie that he made after Batman and Robin, so good for you, John Glover.
1: <laughs> we should quickly go back to Maria Bello, and she's yes. one of those actresses that I, every time when I see in a, she's in a film, I go, A, why isn't she in everything? Yeah. <laughs> like literally fucking everything, um, which I'm looking at her IMDB page and she is in basically as many films as she possibly could be in. Um, yeah. also including the mummy, um, <laughs> the mummy tomb of the dragon emperor, uh, which came out in tw- 2008. So I assume one of the much, much lower and shittier ones and also law and order two different, uh, uh, mm-hmm. actually this, uh, same year. So she probably played the same character. Um, but um, Jesus Christ, she's in like seventeen. Eh, anyway, um, but um, but she is like in every single fucking thing she's ever in, and she is pretty much the best thing in. Yeah. Um, and that's saying and that's saying something because she has been in some, uh, like she was in History of Violence, and yeah. I I think that you know her character. I mean, uh. He, Oh, my God, she was in World Trade Center. I, I still haven't actually seen that. So yeah. I can't speak to that. But um... I, I,
0: I did really like her in um, The Cooler. Yeah, yeah, she was uh, fantastic. Which, I think It's one of those movies, I remember it getting some Oscar buzz at the time, and I feel like it, it just got completely forgotten almost immediately, mm-hmm. and that's a shame because it's really quite good. Yeah, yeah. Or at yeah. least I remember it being quite good. God knows if we look at it for the show or something, we might find out that it's just terrible because your, your memory does that stuff.
1: Yeah. But she, I mean, she was in, um, was it, she was in
0: autofocus,
1: um, yeah. right. That's yeah. She the, was Crane's
0: wife. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, Craig Kinnear's wife.
1: Oh, wait. Oh, that's Greg, the Greg Kinnear film. Autofocus. Yeah. Uh, what am I thinking of? The one I was
0: thinking of, a, was oh, thinking was of robin like, the Robin, yeah, yeah, the 24 funnel. hour photo,
1: 24 hour photo. Yeah. Which I think came uh, out the
0: same year or close to it. Cause I remember yeah. that being like a thing.
1: Oh shit, she was in. Uh, I mean, we should we should never do this. Like, where we're just like, oh shit, she was in the. But she was in Silver City, which is a film that uh, we should actually talk about at some point because it's fucking fantastic. Um, and uh, uh, it's a uh, and John Sales, John Sales. Sayles, John Sayles. Actually, one of
0: one. Uh, we we'll, can we'll, we'll talk about it off off the air. But I <laughs> yeah. I have an idea for a John Sales thing. So. Yeah,
1: that's cool. Uh it's just uh, uh for our uh non-existent Syracuse listeners, uh the local Syracuse uh, Democratic Socialist Club is uh is showing MATEWAN uh at some point this week. Nice. Um so I recommend everyone checking that out. Anyway, but yeah. <laughs> um,
0: but yeah, the yeah. uh this is one of those movies where uh rarely has the Roaring Rampage of Revenge been more Appropriate because it's like his best friend and his girlfriend and his wife uh, are all trying to kill him to different extents. Yeah. And it's like, of course, you got to go on a one man kind of tear through the underworld (laughs) because literally everybody who might support you has screwed you over and tried to get you killed. Yeah. Yeah. And so the only way that you can uh, try to get out of it alive is if you essentially kill your way through enough people that eventually they'll decide to leave you alone. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I, I, I just the I mean, I, the biggest thing with this film too, I mean, like Mel Gibson is, uh, I would say outside of maybe uh, Lethal Weapon 1, mm-hmm. uh, I'm trying to think of anything else. Like, I think this is honestly the best Mel Gibson. Um yeah. Like this is, I think I would say that this is probably my it's it's my most certainly my most rewatched Mel Gibson film yeah. um, of all of all films, um, and that's saying something because I've probably seen Lethal Weapon like a thousand times because i loved it when i was a kid i think i actually might have seen it in theaters it was like one of my first like <laughs> i went to see a lot of films that i shouldn't have uh as like a, a seven-year-old like i saw die hard in theaters <laughs> um but um by the way i was born in 1981 so you figure that <laughs> out <laughs> but i um, like i was going to see i was going to see animated disney films and then going to see like yeah I saw I saw eight millimeter in theaters with my grandmother and my aunts uh, I have a very weird film family uh, <laughs> but, <laughs> actually my early one of my earliest films I ever saw was my life as a dog uh, which has um, a, a frontal nudity of a twelve year old in it um, and it's a very controversial um, <laughs> i' <film. laughs> <laughs> get i'm gonna get like my my aunt arrested because she brought me to that when I was like. Five or six at the, I think it was, a, it must have been the manliest or the Westcott theaters, so they didn't give a shit. Um, but,
0: mm.
1: but yeah, that was one of my favorite films as a kid, and people would be like, "What are you talking about?" <laughs> hey, it wasn't rated, so it didn't matter. Um there you it was go, a porn film. Um, but, uh, but yeah, um, <laughs> um, this is by far. I can't like, it's the most. Uh, to me, it's one of the like the most Mel Gibson films, like of Mel Gibson films. It's like, dot, yeah. It's, To me, this film, like, it would have been great. Obviously, the way that the film went um, reminds me of this, like, kind of like a very dark edge of, like, it has, like, at the same time, it has, like, uh, some diehard elements, but also some gross point blank elements on the kind of, like, like, this is my last trip. This is my last time doing this, and I'm done, and I just want to get out, and, you know, the drive away to the sunset sort of thing. They also
0: it also has some gross point elements in the sense of like, it has a similar sense of humor to it. Mm, And like mm. one of the things that, and then this is like one of my favorite ways of delivering a humor of delivering humor anyway. So it really works for me, but I love the idea of uh, something terrible or violent (laughs) or otherwise like, holy shit (laughs) happening on screen. And the characters all kind of underselling it. Like, it's a minor inconvenience.
1: <laughs> the um, There's a great scene when he's being uh, tortured and, uh, you know, and this little piggy goes to the market um, and that's and, like, they're literally, he's about to, he's about, I think that the, the uh, uh, Mel Gibson Porter character actually says this little piggy or something like that. And then they bash his pinky toe or something like that. Uh, if I remember correctly, I forget the exact delivery lines, but like that, that's the sort of stuff that <laughs> it's just, And also the continuation of the, um, cause the amount of money is, is 70, I think this is not spoilers The amount of money is $70,000 that he wants, which, uh, you know, even in, you know, for the level of, you know, potentially getting yourself killed and having to go up against, uh, you know, a, a large mob, uh, called the syndicate, um, is that that's not that much money, especially when you've survived coming back basically from getting shot twice in the back and, you know, and things like that. Um, So like, no, most people would just like, kind of like leave town and, and kind of move on with their lives, you know, for 70, but it's the principle of the things. yeah. And, and the fact that like, there's that, just that running gag throughout the whole thing. When uh, every, he keeps trying to correct people and they're like, Oh, it's $140,000. He's like, no, it's seventy thousand. What? Yeah, I have suits more than worth more than that.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and I think that's that's one of the great things in it is yeah. the like the way that uh, the way that the people who are in <laughs> the outfit yeah. Yeah. respond to this insanity. Mm-hmm. You know, with just like you realize this is the dumbest fucking thing that's ever happened to me, right? Yeah, and it's like, <laughs> well, yeah, but I still have a gun. <laughs> Love is that, and the absurdity of the fact that like all of them
1: are like, I have suits more than that. I have nothing or whatever, and like none of them just goes, "Here's seventy thousand dollars to go away." But like, I mean, like they kind of offer it to him, and he's like, "No, no, no, I want my seventy thousand dollars." <laughs> because he upset a little bit. um But what I was, uh, what I was kind of getting at is like the best. I mean, I think like Mel Gibson is fantastic in this, but like so often you don't have um, either you have one big bad. And then you kind of have to get through these like just it's just them shooting or killing these like whatever random people that they send at him like who the fuck cares sort of like henchmen like yeah. of course uh you know mal gibson's gonna be able to care kill the random guy that shows up at his house at two o'clock yeah. in the morning sort of thing like of course that's gonna happen no but he goes to like all of the like higher up uh you know the Mapa, i'm trying to think of what the term would be uh like the lower level the dons or whatever the lower yeah, level the capos. Mabos. yeah the capos thank you um and and you know and and deals with them with one one way or another yeah. um and and like every single one of them is fucking fantastic they're all actors that you're like i recognize that guy yeah um and and like of course like once you go to like their you go go to the imdp page and you're like oh holy shit he's in like yeah and everything yeah um, <laughs> and like john glover is
0: one of them exactly, yeah yeah
1: yeah <laughs> he played luther and you know yeah. um you know and chris Chris cofferson and 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 uh you know and and even like the even the shady cops are two guys yeah. uh never mind the one that looks exactly like the the ia guy that looks it's wait for it when you watch this film there's a moment and there's going to be a uh um uh AI, what the fuck is a uh internal uh uh internal affairs guy that shows up? He looks just like fucking Warren Beatty. Um, yeah. but not like yeah. you're like that is most certainly not Warren Beatty, but holy shit he looks exactly like him. Yeah. <laughs> um, it, but it's literally the only scene in the film where that actually brings me out of the film because I'm like, the fuck is Warren Beatty like looking really shitty, but like clearly 20 years younger than Warren Beatty is when this film came out <laughs> like, but anyway uh, but yeah like the the i I think the best part of this film is the every single one of the thugs and the things like that in this film, yeah. not only are all people that you're like, I recognize that guy. He was in get shorty or he was, yeah, I, assume, yeah. I assume half of these people. Like that's actually one of the, I think that's actually a really good comparison is like, this is like a really gritty version of get shorty to kind of yeah. an extent. Yeah. like, where it's just like a guy goes into a world that no one understands why he's doing what he's doing, mm-hmm. uh, which is a lot what get shorty was like in kind of a little bit of a reverse. It's like, wait a minute. Like, You have, you know, you have this guy going into Hollywood, you know, versus, but, um, but yeah, I, I, I just, uh, it, even if you're not a Mel Gibson fan, which I can totally fucking understand, (laughs) I'm totally with you on that. Um, I recommend, I recommend seeing this flick um, just if nothing else for all of the, the character actors that are like, um, that are some of the best fucking character actors in all
0: of Hollywood. Like, yeah. um, Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And I mean, we, we just talked about like 10 people, but Mm -hmm. we, you know, there's, there's, there's another 10 who we haven't, you know, yeah. I mean, there's, there's totally
1: guy again, like we could, we could like name people and things like that. And like, you're not gonna, you're not gonna know who they are. Yeah, Um, Yeah. I hate to say it like as much as, you know, we'll, we can, like, list off the films that they've been in and things like that, but, like, you're still not going to recognize who they are. Um, like, fucking hell. Even the, he, like, even the random bartender was in, like, yeah. who's in the Rainmaker uh, in the bedroom, the greatest game ever played. I mean, like, just Sunset. Yeah. yeah it was just in all these all these great films.
0: And so, yeah. It's, and it's... And- and, I was, and again, part of that honestly might be the the Helgeland yeah, factor exactly. of it all, because uh, like even though we were saying that we prefer the other version to his director's yeah. cut, uh, that doesn't change the fact that prior to this he had just done uh, Conspiracy Theory and L.A. Confidential, yeah. and you're sitting here going, "This is not like this is a uh, this is a hot streak yeah. uh, coming into it." Yeah,
1: I mean, he's, uh, I mean, he's a writer. He's a probably probably actually know his work from writing more than he well, yeah, know yeah. his film but but yeah yeah no he had uh actually this is his first directing film it looks like yeah um, yeah i think so he did a but... episode of, which is wow he did he got this right after doing just an episode of tales from the crypt okay. as a directing in 1996 but then he went on to a night's tale which is um yeah. however you feel like it, which is a great fucking film like i love that film even though like it's totally not my thing uh, and then he also did 42 which is uh just a really solid fucking film yeah. uh legend which oh he did the, it was that was the uh Tom Hardy oh, yeah. uh yeah I didn't film, I, didn't which see I that one. still got to fucking see it looked really good um yeah. but the biggest thing um, is is that Jesus Christ the man's screenplays um LA Confidential yeah. uh assassins Friday the 19th... oh that was the uh uh the the fourth one uh, Nightmare on Elm Street um Man on uh, yeah. Fire, which I fucking love. Mystic fucking River. Um, yeah. Taking of Pel, uh, Pelham 1, 2, 3, the sequel, the the remake. Uh, yeah. Goom Zone, which I actually like. Uh, he wrote 42 um, and he's got... I can't tell whether... I, I would assume they're... Oh my god, they're doing a remake of uh, Wild Bunch? Apparently. With Mel Gibson is doing a remake of, of Wild hmm. Bunch. Shit! That, well, that'll be and uh, and
0: the uh, he's he's got a movie called Finest Kind coming out. <laughs> yeah, that's, oh. that's yeah.
1: I I, but, I highly uh, doubt it uh, has anything to do with uh, um, Hawkeye Pierce uh, from no. uh, Mash, which is where which is how he used to sign off his letters. But, yeah,
0: but uh, but yeah. Uh, so it's it is one of those... <laughs> but that, but that has mar- that
1: has uh, um um. Uh Zendaya uh from uh
0: Spider Man in it, right? Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Uh and, and yeah, it, like I said, in general, I feel like probably there's a, a handful of these like really good actors that came to it ironically because of the director who got almost <laughs> immediately pushed out and then
1: Yeah. But it's I mean I think but, that uh it would be interesting to read um uh it would be interesting to read the uh the script um of this. Uh, yeah. the original version and see which where it was Um, because obviously one of the problems with remake uh, depending, <laughs> depending on how much he was able to film or whatever um doing this remake the straight up um edition uh what how much content he had to be able to make the film that he originally imagined making and because yeah. it's it just desperate it the, the straight up edition feels like a chop job it feels like I had only the, the only the amount of footage that was available in the film. And then I just kind of moved around things. And like, I don't remember. I I really don't remember seeing anything in the straight up edition that wasn't in the original film. So I don't know what (laughs) other than just being like, fuck you assholes. I'm just making my own film and moving things around. (laughs) Like, I don't know what else was there. Yeah. Uh, god i just don't want to suffer through rewatching it again um yeah. but uh yeah like obviously the i mean the screen, the the dialogue and everything like that without without that this film is nothing um yeah. even with all the great actors and and everything like that it, that that are in it uh that like jesus it, it the, the dialogue is so it's it's it reminds me it's it's kind of like a um what i mean brick is fantastic have you seen brick yet mm-hmm. I one that you have yeah yeah brick yeah i finally did if you if you haven't seen brick you gotta fucking go see uh like not go see it but rent it watch it whatever the fuck i don't know where it's available but uh it is so fucking good and uh it's it's in a noir kind of style every uh not everybody talks that way but like a handful of characters talk in a kind of yeah you see here not even they don't talk like that um (laughs) in a in kind of a older style um uh yeah. like quick pace and you know like maybe like 50s I don't know 50s 40s something 60s I don't know um and it's a and it's a murder mystery type thing uh set in a high school and yeah. uh but it it this kind of has like you could have told me if i knew nothing about all the actors that are in it uh somehow especially with the quality of the dvd that i watch it told me yeah. like oh yeah this was made in the 70s i've been like yeah that makes sense yeah <laughs> like yeah. i'm not i'm not not believing that um especially considering it it's it's one of those great films that they did such a solid job of like all of the cars are from like the fucking 70s or maybe 80s i think all 70s though
0: like i don't remember seeing a single piece of plastic on a car yeah yeah it's one of those and obviously that's a a common it's a good way to kind of establish the visual of your show and to um of your of your movie excuse me and to do it relatively inexpensively because like you need cars anyway so if you just spend a little bit extra and make sure that the cars you want are (laughs) like that one
1: yeah i'm always curious because like you know it is those are always so often the cars that i'm getting destroyed in in so many like cheap cheap movies or cheap uh uh, tv shows and things like that and we're like is there eventually gonna be a time when we run out of these things i know, right. (laughs) i mean i guess you can probably put them together again i don't know or like just bang out the dents but but it is it's anyway but uh um but yeah man i mean fuck i'm just you know it's like thinking about mel gibson's career kind of after (laughs) this and it's like uh i forget when he did his um his infamous uh getting pulled over and swearing every madness at people
0: but anyway, uh, like... that would have been 2004 or five because it was shortly after the passion of the Christ came out. Oh, and so it was, yeah. it was yeah. like a two fisted thing. Cause he was already under criticism for yeah. the way Again. he depicted Jews in the movie. Yeah, and then yeah. Yeah. when he makes the anti-Semitic remarks to the cop,
1: yeah,
0: uh, it was like, Oh wait, you're just doubling down on the thing. Like you've been, Your publicist has been working nonstop for weeks to try and make sure that we don't think that you're actually a racist. And now you've just admitted it.
1: Yeah, it is. It is crazy, though, because he, you know, I mean, he's one of the, you know, it it is interesting looking at Mel Gibson's career, um, especially around that time where, like, you know, uh, uh, just you go through, like, Lethal Weapon 3, uh, um, Maverick, Braveheart. Yeah. um, he did a disney oh my god i forgot he did a fucking disney film um pocahontas um
0: oh yeah that's right
1: fucking hell he did john he was john smith i forgot that uh yeah. ransom was a huge you know was a big film and yeah uh, conspiracy uh, yeah I, it's, it's, the it's, other day i'm oh,
0: sorry yeah go ahead yeah I, the other day i saw at the <laughs> at the dewitt public library i think that somebody must have like collected up a bunch of dvds from Mm -hmm. people who turned out to be scumbags and (laughs) donated them all to the library because like on their dollar dvd cart there was like a a whole chunk of like uh kevin spacey movies (laughs) and a whole chunk of uh i can't remember who so probably maybe louis ck or something and then like another in another area right next to each other there was payback and Ransom. Uh, oh. And I'm just like, did did this like did did like a guilty white lib- liberal just purge all of the undesirables out of their movie collection? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, maybe the maybe uh um just the, the, the
1: Dewitt Library did because they seem like yeah, that that level of like type of liberal like Dewitt yeah. Jamesville areas like kind of has that like oh we have to be very uncomfortable about this yeah. um, not actually do anything all that serious you know um. <laughs> But uh, yeah, um, uh, what was uh, what was it? It, it? it is fascinating. Like looking at his career, though, um, and he is a guy that I, I don't know. I mean, maybe maybe like the buzz had come out about like kind of who he is and what what he was around like the late nineties. But I mean, like what the fuck does a in the in the nineties now? Brad Pitt would totally do a film like Conspiracy Theory, like totally would. Um, but like, how in the Fuck does Mel Gibson do conspiracy theory in in 1997? I mean, I guess I mean Chip, there's
0: an there's an answer for that though. It's Brian big, <laughs> no, no. It, it's Dick Donner, um, yeah, the director of uh, Lethal Weapon. Did that movie? Oh, oh, and and the writer was uh, Brian uh, Helgeland. Um, oh. Yeah, uh, I but, will say, I will say uh, the the most culturally significant thing to come out of that movie is almost certainly not what anybody thinks. <laughs> um, uh, so during production on conspiracy theory, they were shooting, uh, I guess it must've been around uh, Detroit. Yeah. Uh, Cause this like kid called up to try and get an internship on the movie. Yeah. Because he was obsessed with Superman the movie, and yeah. Dick Donner was doing it. Yeah. And somehow, back-ass wise ended up on mm-hmm. the phone with Donner. Mm-hmm. And Donner was just like, somebody get this kid a job. And then fast forward 15 years, and that's <laughs> Jeff Johns, who was the chief creative officer at DC Comics and oversaw the New 52 reboot, which basically means... Uh, he's responsible for the story content of the Aquaman and Shazam movies.
1: (laughs) Uh, Yeah, well, I don't know. Personally, I I fucking love conspiracy theories. No, I love love conspiracy theories too, but it's
0: just, it's so, it's like, yeah it hasn't left a mark on pop culture in any real way. And so the fact that like, it was that movie, which again, I do like, but the fact that it was that movie that made Jeff, like that got Jeff Johns essentially into the entertainment industry. I'm just like, huh, that's, that's, that's really weird that like the, the, the biggest pop culture impact that that movie had is something that, has absolutely has nothing, nothing to do with the movie has, at all. It's just it is, like
1: it, it, it is wild when you realize, like especially today, um that film's three leads were Mel Gibson, Julia Roberts, and Patrick Stewart. Mm. Like, I mean, if you mention a film today, like giving a little bit of leeway on Mel Gibson's, yeah, right. Or whatever. If you said, "Oh, there's a film coming out with Patrick," St-, obviously, weirdly enough, you'd probably say Patrick Stewart julia roberts and then mel gibson yeah um on the poster or whatever um and uh which is amusing considering patrick stewart's name isn't even on it uh like on the like the big names or whatever yeah. um but when it would probably be patrick stewart julia roberts and then mel gibson would be like this tiny little thing on it yeah, I mean. um but uh is that yeah no i mean that film um anna donner film um which like I I, I wonder how well it did. Um, But it, it didn't make any dent. I mean, like people don't talk about it. It's a, it's a kind of a, you know, there's a handful of people that like it. And and those are the people that like it. Like not much
0: else in that, you know, Uh, I, I, this is really weird. I went to Google conspiracy theory and there is an entry for the conspiracy theory VHS on the best buy website. (gasps) Oh, my God. Which mostly blows me away because, like, Best Buy isn't Amazon. They don't sell used stuff. Yeah. I'm like, I don't know. I would have thought that BestBuy.com was built after the end of VHS. Yeah. Um, it's... I mean, it's, it says this item is no longer available, but don't go. <laughs> we have similar items in stock. Um, but, <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I Googled conspiracy theory, and that was one of the things that came up. Um, According to Wikipedia... A conspiracy theory is an explanation of an event or situation that invokes a conspiracy or secret plot by sinister and powerful actors, often political in motivation. <laughs> did, your, did your Alexa just, like, what What was that? No, it was, uh, they sent me a Google Home. Oh. Uh, and... and believe it or not that's the first time it's ever spoken to me like <laughs> oh i set it up and then i hadn't like done anything because it's it's like we have an alexa downstairs yeah, yeah. i have this thing just sitting in my office and i don't yeah. do it i don't really use it yeah uh and so that's the first time it's ever talked to me was, like in the middle of a podcast it just comes alive <laughs> and, and and tell talking me. about fucking the
1: movie can fucking conspiracy yeah. theory yeah, yeah. That that wouldn't be, like, something that I totally would program into into every Alexa and every yeah, right. uh, Google Home. Uh, just to fuck with people. <laughs> be yeah. Like, if anyone ever mentions the movie Conspiracy Theory, start talking. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just start talking about lizard people. Be like, uh, the moon landing is uh, not real.
0: And, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, anyway. <laughs> uh, but, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, yeah. there's... Uh, this is this is one of those movies ignoring the fact that the DVD transfer is cloudy and kind of rubbish. Yeah. Um because it was shot to look like like you said uh, like almost yeah. like a 70s exploitation kind of movie. Yeah, yeah. Uh, like this ba- this basically feels like what if Dick Donner had made Death Wish, you know. Yeah and uh and death Rush <laughs> wasn't quite so mean spirited and racist <laughs> yeah um i
1: mean, I would say like again um if you can uh obviously i i would recommend don't even bother watching um the straight up edition um at, no, least, no. at least until you it's, watch the 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 original kind of weird yeah. original version
0: it's um, not that hard to get your hands on the original yeah it's only like i think i think if you go on Amazon, you can get one for like ten bucks. Yeah. It's the one with the bluish purplish cover. Um, yeah,
1: it just doesn't say straight up edition. I think yeah. they actually have both uh both listed. Yeah. Um but um like the like I, I'm complaining about the transfer uh I think just because I'm like surprised that like it it, you know whatever that they did put more work into it's, it. yeah. it's uh it's not horrible like it's not it's not as bad as i think i probably made it sound no um, well, it's it, it, it's 100 watchable it's yeah. it's better quality still better quality than like a vhs copy even though i do i fucking have a vhs copy somewhere and it's driving me nuts so i can't find yeah. it uh because that's obviously originally how i i, I saw it but right. um i uh yeah um <clears throat> yeah good sorry continue yeah
0: uh, no, that's that's. I, I was getting ready to wrap up too. Basically, yeah. saying that uh, uh, it's a lot of fun. You should definitely, yeah. like you said, check out the the DVD version. You can pick up the DVD. I think for less than ten bucks of the like the not messed with edition. If you want to uh, go that way, you can go on uh, eBay and get a VHS copy for five bucks. Uh, there's literally a VHS copy, new, factory sealed for four ninety nine and free shipping. <laughs> um yeah uh, um and, and, and it, so it's one of those things that i would check that out and again like i don't know that anybody else would dislike the um straight up cut as much as you and i did but i think part of it is just like <laughs> i didn't like i read parker books later yeah um like after because a few years after this came out was when i reread um the dark half and realized that the character of Richard Stark yeah. that was the killer in the dark half and uh, the, the author's pen name. Yeah. Um, was a guy who actually had a bunch of like books out. Yeah. And so I thought like, that's kind of wacky and found out that, you know, apparently um, they had like stolen or not stolen, obviously, but like, that Stephen King had borrowed the, the name from this uh from Donald Westlake um, and from what I understand Donald Westlake, who did a lot of plays and a lot of literary novels and things uh, basically created uh, the the stark character so that he could write uh mainstream kind of pulpy trashy novels that he knew would sell yeah. um, and not damage his credibility because this was a period in time where uh, you couldn't have like mainstream art cred if you were doing something for the masses. Yeah.
1: Mm. Um, I, sh- I should add it's uh, uh, completely fucking hilarious because there's another, I was searching Payback on Amazon and there's a another film that came out in 2011 that actually is available for streaming. Hmm. Um, and uh, uh, it is a Winston W. Champ film and Sean's partner is brutally murdered during a drug drug bust gone gone wrong um but they have the trailer and the imagery for the uh mel gibson film uh, (laughs) attached to it so just don't get confused it is not available for streaming on amazon um (laughs) it is that is some some other film um but yeah uh i mean the big the biggest thing like other than other than that uh, other than just you know obviously not seeing that film is the fact that this is such a weird, um, uh, I want to just point out the fact that it's a weird 1999 film
0: mm-hmm. uh,
1: on the, on the things that like, we're going to end up talking about, you know, the matrix fight club, American beauty, like kind of the things that you think about when you think about 1999 and, in, you know, even three Kings, which is a gritty film, but nothing, yeah. you know, obviously nothing really like this. Um, all of them have um, kind of a, um, groundbreaking feel to them like mm-hmm. most certainly like you just didn't see like the the, the an entire film that portrayed um first off the gulf war it was a gulf war film and there's i can't think of another i i know that there must have been yeah but it, it was 10 years <sighs> since the gulf war and no one came out with fucking films films about a fucking war like yeah, yeah. unheard of um and uh, and a war that we won too, and a war that you know whatever, but um, <laughs> and had you know decent, clear whatever, good guys and bad guys to an extent, yeah. Um, but uh, at least you know kind of how we think of things. I, I won't get into that. Um, but <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, uh, Google Road of Death, um, and uh, but it you know it's it's a film that uh, uh, you know has huge name actors in it uh george clooney mm-hmm. um and uh and doesn't uh, mark Wahlberg uh one of his early films uh, actually probably his best film he ever was in and did um and uh um it it's it's kind of like unlike a lot of things that you'd ever you you would ever expect it to be uh yeah not only in the way that it it's edited it's shot it's written but also just in kind of the way that we look at war films it, it it has a more of a feeling of a of a vietnam kind of oliver stone yeah. film but there's like a heist aspect I mean, it's just it, it 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 you know and like obviously the matrix is a completely different thing and then yeah my you know, club is a whole massive thing in american like so i mean like but this film like it's it's just funny that i just wanted to point out that it's funny that we started with this film yeah, which yeah literally breaks really no new ground there's about a thousand other films that are just kind of with kind of has the same idea and same you know feel to it and then things like that um but yeah it just it literally ended up being when i when i was just like oh we should really do this 1999 we really should start this 1999 thing and i'm going through january i'm like oh god i don't want to none of i not only do i not really recognize any of these films but i'm yeah i don't want to i don't want to dig into them and then february i'm like uh and then oh yeah i think february 19th or something like that this came out and i'm like okay yeah.
0: cool. Yeah. <laughs> like,
1: we both know we know payback we can start about pay we can talk about payback with only like a yeah, lot. exactly. <laughs> but yeah <laughs> so yeah
0: all right, so yeah. thanks everybody for listening, and uh, we will be back. Uh, we'll be back soon to talk about more things, not just from 1999, but you know, other <laughs> stuff too. Uh, we probably won't have a new release wall next week or two because with Avengers: Infinity War, I, I figured this out actually. If Infinity War drops by the same percentage that Batman v Superman dropped in its second week, yeah. Uh, which is about fifty-eight percent. So I rounded up a little. I said if Infinity War drops. 60 percent and only makes 40 percent as much next weekend as it made this weekend yeah that second weekend would still be in the top 40 highest opening weekends of all time and just slightly more than the biggest opening for a twilight movie jesus christ like and and like god knows i mean it's you're in unprecedented territory when it breaks the record from the previous opening weekend by almost a hundred million dollars. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, you don't know, it could drop 75% because if it drops 75%, it's still making a hundred million dollars. And it's yeah, second- yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah, it's still one of the probably the top 150 films. Yeah. I'm like, <laughs> yeah. But um, uh but yeah I'm just like I'm, I'm I'm it's one of those things like the numbers on this movie are just so absurd and I think yeah. that uh you might not have known it was going to be quite that absurd but obviously everybody in Hollywood knows that you don't didn't want a movie coming out this week. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> yeah
1: that's actually a conversation we were having it's like yeah. oh there's not even like I it actually confuses me that if I was going to drop if I had a early uh release film mm-hmm. that like wasn't an award contender type thing uh, or even was an award contender, and but it wasn't. I I wasn't able to hold off uh, until yeah. like November or something. This is when I would drop it because, yeah. like, the number two film. Like, you don't have to be. You can be the number two. You can be like, what was it? What's what's the like? There is some comedy that's out right now. Oh, it's uh, the Seth Rogen thing, uh, which actually looks decent um, on the scale of Seth R- modern yeah, yeah. Seth Rogen stuff. Um, I mean, and I think that has a lot to do with just the fact that it's about politics. So I'm always yeah. leaning towards that, but I mean, like literally they're like, we're the number one comedy in America. Yeah. And yeah. It's like, well, dude, <laughs> like everyone else is going to see the action comic book yeah, movie. Yeah.
0: Like, <laughs> yeah. And literally it's one of those things where like you look at the, at last week's <laughs> top 10 yeah. and it's like anybody who didn't go see Avengers went and saw Either Captain Marvel or Shazam because they got to the theater and yeah. were like, well, fuck, I want to watch a Superman a Superman yeah. movie. Yeah, so, but um, <laughs> but yeah, so we'll be back soon yeah. uh, to talk about more stuff, and we got some uh, some good indie stuff that we were coming up. We almost did an yes. indie movie today, but we wanted to get this ninety nine thing started. Yeah, so uh, be back by noon on the fifth day for more Emerald City video, and please always remember to rewind your five dollar payback cassettes. Uh, <laughs> A-C-E-N.